People still hear producer and they think beatmaker to this day. People that have been in the industry a while still think a producer is just the guy that made the beat. And there's so much more to it than that. So the One More Time Music Podcast, genuine conversations with genuine people about music. Hosted by Henry with a three and playback Ben. We're from Bimo Coops to Pins All Storm What this to is so party one more time. Party one more time. Party she like one more time. They party one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the One More Time podcast. More We're time. here. It's another week. Time. You can't get rid of us, like I said. I'm here with my co-host, Henry, with a three. I'm Playback Ben. And Henry, who do we have on the podcast today? Today on the podcast, we have... We have nobody. We are trying something a little different. Uh, we had a, our last episode with Drummer Jay. A producer, we had gotten to a conversation about producing and there was a topic we kind of wanted to get a little deeper in. So we're exploring a new kind of format where we're just going to chit chat. It's just me and you. Is it? Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. <laughs> it's going to be okay, buddy. We're going to so. do this. We can get, get into it. it. We can get through. Let's get into so, it. So yeah, today's topic is the infamous beat maker versus producer conversation. <laughs> This is you're, a big one. You're in this community. I'm I'm kind of a bystander, so it might might hurt a little bit more or might get a little sensitive from your end. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I got but, tough skin. But yeah, so beat maker versus producer. I, I guess I want to start with, do you think there's a difference? Major, major, major difference. Major difference. Do you think there Absolutely. are similarities? It's kind of like, uh, I would say it's like a square versus a rectangle kind of thing, you know? I was never good at geometry, so I'm not quite sure what you... <laughs> so, yeah, there's, so, they're obviously related. Okay, so, so define for me, if you had to sum up beat maker in your own words, let's start there. That's the easiest one. That one, I think, speaks for itself. You well, know if what it's I mean? so easy, give it to me. A beat maker makes beats. Makes beats. Beat maker makes beats. It stops there and it ends there. They are usually working alone. You know, kind of maybe in their bedroom and they start with nothing, maybe a loop, maybe from scratch, but they're not with an artist typically. And they're just making beats and they're probably making a lot of beats, big packs of beats, sending out packs of beats, true beat maker. Does quantity have to play into the equation? Would you say? I don't think it has to, but because a beat maker isn't doing all the other things that a producer is doing, then I would hope that if you're just a beat maker, you're kind of compensating that extra time by having a bigger quantity. You know what I mean? Sure. So on the flip side, define producer for me. Once again, high level, we'll kind of get into the weeds, but I want to start 30,000 foot view. What is a producer in your own words? A producer is any individual who oversees the creation of a song from beginning to end. They are, it's like a movie. You think about a movie producer, right? They're not like directing. They're not acting. They're kind of the one that oversees the entire process, right? Maybe they have to put some money into it. They kind of put dots together. They connect people. They get the right pieces of the puzzle together, whatever that means to that person. That's a producer. And that goes far and beyond just making a beat, even though that can be included in that. Sure. But, but to me then, how do you split the difference between executive producer? Cause that sounds very executive producer, like not necessarily doing any of the groundwork, right? Do you think that that is what you're describing or 
Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. To me, an executive producer is a true producer. And that's more of a term I like to use for someone that does projects. Someone that's actually producing entire albums, you know, or So it goes beyond. So you can't executive produce a single, do you think? I guess you can. I guess you can. But to me, it's not that different. I'm asking the tough questions here, Henry. Yeah, this is good. No, this is, (laughs) we're off to a hot start. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, to me, it's a producer. To me, like the ultimate producer is like a DJ Khaled, who isn't necessarily making any, you know, he's not working on any of these beats or anything, but he's responsible for all these songs coming together. He finds this person to do that. Okay, that person would sound crazy if I move this here and put that together here and we make this. Like, people don't give him respect, but he's like the ultimate kind of executive producer or producer that I would say. Sure. So then you mentioned a big delineation between beat maker and producer is the interfacing or lack thereof with the artists. Absolutely. So do you think, does it have to be in person? Can that be over the internet in these days? Like, where do you think that line starts? I think it is very, I guess, where would you draw the line? It is very possible to do it without meeting. I always think it's better. I think there's better vibes when you're in the same room, but I do think you can still produce, um, you know, from the other side of the world. There's these, there's guys, you know, these, there's beat makers in Europe that are like killing it. They're making, there's some crazy beat makers from Europe and some of them, you might lease a beat from them on their beat stars, never talk to them, you know, make the song, get it mixed, put it out. To me, they're just a beat maker. But if that person is following up, you know, does an email back and forth, here's the first mix maybe, gives feedback, right? And is really working together to kind of like, like, oh, I love what you did on the bridge right there. I, I changed the bass. I, I swapped out the 808 for a synth bass on that bridge part. And I think that makes it way cooler. Stuff like that. Being so involved. it's not just communication, right? Because you, at first you started off with, if they hit them up, seeing how's it going, like, did you record to it? Like, how did it go? It's it's far beyond just the communication. You, would you say that inevitably there's at least one change that happens after the initial here's the beat? No, Is there that doesn't have to be. There doesn't have to be a change just for the sake of making a change. You know? Okay. Maybe they hear it and decide everything you did is perfect. So then is that a producer? Yes. And if they actually took the time and listened to it all and decided that it's perfect, then yeah, it's the people that, you know, make the beat and never really hear the song or have any input until the song is out. To me, that's more of a beat maker. They didn't really have, some people like to make changes to songs just to say that they did it. And that's kind of lame. If you love what someone did, I'd say, you know, leave it alone, but you should be able, if you're producing a song, you should have that opportunity to, to say, Hey, I think this will make the song better. I think you could change this. Let's try this. Let's work together. Let's make the best possible song we can. Sure. Do you have an opinion on where each of those sit hierarchically is that a word? Are we, are we, we making, make up words on this podcast. We're making up words on the podcast. <laughs> um, I guess, I, like, does it, one trump the other? Is, there, is, is one a general and one's a captain? I mean, you know, is there a, is there a rank to the, the differences, the difference between beat maker and producer? I don't know if there's a rank necessarily. To, I mean, to me, production is more important. So if that makes it a higher rank, so be it. And And, you know... Production goes far beyond just, you know, how's the beat sound? How do the vocal sound? You know, it's 
when I, for example, when I'm engineering and I'm sitting and working with an artist, I, I act as a vocal producer, which is a huge part of production. Sometimes I think I'm a better vocal producer than I even am a beat maker. So for I've those gotten, that don't know, what would you say qual- qualifies as vocal production? Like what kinds of things you ta- tactically, what are you doing? You're definitely in the session as the artist is recording. Physically there. I guess you could like <laughs> FaceTime technically <in>. like <laughs> be in Zoom the entire time. That'd be pretty annoying. Though. Okay. But yes, you're, some way you're a part you, of the session. You're participating. You're listening to every single take. You're absorbing it, the whole song. And you are working with the artist to get the best possible vocals. You're taking out words, you're rearranging stuff, you're suggesting different ways of going about it. And to me, that's a huge part of production that has nothing to do with beat making. You know, the beat's already made, but we're still producing a song together. I'm just kind of giving you ideas and, and, you know, bouncing back and forth and seeing what we can come up with. Sure. That's huge. And so vocal production do you think if someone's a beat maker and they're sending beats out or they're putting them up on the internet, right, for people to consume, do you think that there has to, is there always a producer, would you say, in every song? Yeah, i say it's a, a lot of times it's the artist. Sure. And that, that's where I was kind of going. It's like me thinking about the process, right? Someone's got to be there, whether it's the artist in their own head saying like, nah, fuck that take, that was terrible. You know, what if we switched up? this part of the beat or what if we dropped out something here or there? I mean, also now that I'm talking it out loud, where do you think the engineer plays in the process? That depends on the engineer. You know, I mean, when I started engineering, I was just making sure I was hitting the right buttons. <laughs> and how hard was that? In the beginning, it's, it's pretty hard because you, <laughs> because some people want you to work really fast. So get, learn your hotkeys, by the way, engineer is very important. Speed is important. When you get your speed down. One more time. One more time. Hotkeys. One more time. One more time. Learn your hotkeys. Speed is very Learn important. Learn hotkeys. And when you have your speed down and you don't have to think about what you're doing, you can spend your energy being there with the artist and kind of acting as a vocal producer. And I credit a lot of that to my success as an engineer. Sure. So then one other thing I wanted to touch on is can someone be both? Both and... A beat maker and a producer. Sorry, I'm getting back to the topic at hand. Yes. Trying to keep us on track. Yes. Beat maker versus producer. Can one individual in their career be acting as both simultaneously? Is it an evolution? Where do you see someone actually fitting in um, to both categories? Can it be, like I said, simultaneous or not? I absolutely think you can be both. And it, a lot of, it's going to boil down to, you know, first of all, if you make beats, boom, you're a beat maker. If you want to be a producer, it comes down to, you know, you ha- are you interacting with this artist? Is that line of communication there? You might work with an artist that doesn't want your input. They just wanted to buy your beat and they don't give a fuck what you think, you know? And in that case, you're kind of just and a shout beat maker. Shout out to them. You know? And what are you going to do? Shout out to them. <laughs> what are you going to do in that case? But, um, and then, yeah, there's producers that aren't beat makers. Like I said, like a DJ Khaled, you know, it's, it's very possible. So every situation is different. Um, most producers, I would say, make beats. Um, and then, you know... Most beat makers, I, I don't know. It's, it depends on what level they put into the song for me. How much are they actually contributing? How much is their decision-making going into the final product? Sure. Where would you say you sit in the equation? Somewhere in the middle, most likely. I, I would definitely lean toward producer. Um, I mean, I have a project coming out here uh, pretty soon. Shout out to Back Outside. Back Outside. Coming out end of July. Um, there's the title track is called back outside. I didn't even, uh, make that beat. You know what I mean, but I heard it, 
um, made by shout out Ace Taylor and Jay Padron on the beat. I heard this beat that they had made like over a year ago. Beautiful, beautiful sample. I mean, such a vibe. And then I heard some artists on it and I just knew that it was going to sound good together. So, you know, in that case, I'm a producer. I didn't even work on, I worked on the rest of the beats, but that one, I just heard it and I knew. So I'm definitely somewhere in the middle because I also have a beat stars and people lease beats from me and I'll email them and say, you know, thanks for leasing my beat, you know, uh, send me the song, Let, let's work on it. And then they won't hit me back. And then boom, I'm just a beat oh, maker. Okay. So it doesn't stop there on you wanting it to stop there. <laughs> oh, and I always attempt to go further. I okay. love producing unless, you know, maybe if it's an artist, I don't really believe in, or, you know, if I just kind of don't have time for, it, or if I don't think they take their craft seriously, maybe I won't reciprocate with my sure. full energy. But you know, if it's anytime, if it's an artist that I believe in and I want to do good and I want our music to sound as best as possible. Yeah. I'm going to be annoyingly in their face trying to produce that song, whether or not I made the beat or not. Like I said, back outside, didn't work on the beat, but I put it together and that's probably one of my favorite songs on there for yeah. sure. So it's interesting to me, there's no space on the song credits for Beatmaker. Mm. Do you think there should be, A, and if not, does that contradict everything we've been talking about so far? <laughs> and they are actually producers, or are they writers? I mean, what, where would you... First of all, the times have just not caught up to the way that it works. I mean... To me, just the music industry. It's just behind. It's still. It's not modernized. I mean, at all. song credits on DSPs just started within the last, I mean, year. I don't know. Like, come on. Yeah. It's 2021. I mean, there's a lot more modernizing. People still hear producer and they think beatmaker to this day. People that have been in the industry a while still think a producer is just the guy that made the beat. And there's so much more to it than that. So, should it be different? You know, how it all works? Yes. Do I have much hope that that's going to happen anytime soon? Not really. So I'm kind of just trying to play the game in the meantime, personally, just doing what we can do, you know? Yeah. So one other point that I wanted to bring up is this concept of loops and loop makers, right? Shout it's, out it, loop makers. <laughs> shout out the loop guys. Loop makers, we'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> Drop us a comment, leave it a review, and we'll, we'll be happy to get you on. Um, so loops... And loop makers, not that, are loops new? <laughs> I wouldn't say new, but their popularity and their use as a way of collaborating and making music is, is, has exploded recently. It's, it's just funny to me. It's like this novel idea to make melodies. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, it is this new thing, I would say. Over the last couple of years, it's definitely picked up a lot of steam, right? But a lot of steam. It's clearly not this new earth shattering concept of like, Oh, there's some people that are proficient in developing melodies or catchy, you know, sound bits that, you know, can be used in different ways. Right. And there's people whose drums slap. So yeah. you put them together. Yeah, exactly. For, for whatever reason, I think people had just more recently realized that it's an extremely efficient way of collaborating, networking, and just getting shit done, uh, really. I'm, I'm all about loops, for sure. Loop makers, uh, send me an email. Uh, inbox is always open, accepting loops at all times. <laughs> Shameless plug for loops. Um, so where would you say loops, loop makers fit into this discussion of, it's, it's of beat almost, maker versus producer? It's almost like a, I don't want to say a step down, but it's almost like a sub of a beat maker. You know what I mean? Because if a beat maker is not involved in the song creating process 
a loop maker sure as hell is probably not going to be involved because it goes from it, he makes the loop. It goes to another producer's email producer makes the beat. Sometimes it goes to a third producer finishes the beat. Then maybe it goes to like an artist's email and their engineer pulls it up and they, they work on it. So loop makers are pretty far away from the equation to me in general, you know, shout out to the loop makers that still want to be a part of the process. Like, oh, this guy used one of my loops. Let's let's work on this song together. But I think that's pretty rare. So then if a loop maker is involved in the sessions and the creative process, giving their opinion, hey, try it this way. What if we did this? What if we did that? That then, in your mind, makes them, it kind of transforms them into that's production. the producer. That's production. So For sure. someone with a talent in loop making once again can still transcend into that producer category is what you're saying if i was just a pure loop maker i would be you know following up with everyone like hey did did this artist work on that can i get a copy of the rough mix can i get the artist's email and give some feedback and you know you're probably going to get your publishing anyway because you know you're part of the songwriting process you made that part of the beat get your pub so it's almost like what's the motivation to do that, you know, outside of legitimately wanting to make the best song possible, which I think is great, but you're not really getting any extra credit. You're not getting any extra points for that or anything. So well, I think here's there's what a hesitation. I'd say about it. It's a, it's a customer experience. I mean, this is the marketer here now right. speaking, right? Customer experience. If you can work with a loop maker that does add value above and beyond that and is checking in, I mean, that's just customer service one-on-one in my mind. If I was so an artist and, it, and they hit me up, yeah, I would take note of that. I would yeah. appreciate it. Or if you were a producer, because typically it's not even the artists that are really interfa- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the flow is typically loop maker to producer or beat maker to artist, right? That's kind of how it logically yes. goes. Yep. So it's really their clients are producers in my mind, right? They're yeah. trying to service the producer community. They're networking with producers or beat makers, right, to make sure that they get their loops, their loop packs out to the right people that are going to be in sessions with the right folks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where I think that, you know, there is a point to following up and to trying to be involved, even if it is just checking in and, you know, figuring out where things are at. Right. I mean, cause you could just take the money and run or take your points and run or whatever. Right. But I don't think that that's gonna, that's not going to leave a, impression on them to want to go to you for the next pack of loops. It might might leave an impression on producers who hear, you know, someone's loops, like, you know, it's, it's your brand as a, as a creative, you know, if you just want to be the best loop maker of all time, some of these kids in Europe, again, crushing it. There's some guys on like looper man that I've, I've used loops off of looper man. Shout out looper man. Do you prefer looper man or splice? This is not sponsored in any way, shape, or form, but we'd love to have either of you on as a sponsor <laughs> for the podcast. Looperman is probably more uh, in the realm of the type of music that I do. Okay. So, but Splice for, you know, like one shots and, and drums and stuff is amazing. But, you know, I've, I've used, I had Germ in the studio one day. and Shout he, out Germ. Shout out Germ. We'd love to have you on the podcast. And he's going through his email, listening to beats, and he's like, these are all trash. Let's make something from scratch. I go into Looperman and type in germ and I find a suicide boys germ type loop and we cook up a crazy beat 
with that loop, I end up hitting the guy up, you know, on Instagram. And he, now he sends me loops all the time. I was like, yo, we made a germ. We made germ a beat on your germ type loop. And I met do, him that way. Do they title them type loops? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. They're artists. So based. type beats have now transformed into, or transcended into type loops. Looperman has the type loops. It says YouTube that. has the type beat. It doesn't say type. Okay. Well, some of them do. I was like, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so much. on that note, how do you feel about if you were a loop maker, strictly loop maker, right? Mm-hmm. Would you be relying on internet based searches, like just people finding you, or would you be trying to network with producers and build those personal relationships? Or would you think you'd do a kind of combination of both? Probably a little bit of both. The, to me, the in-person thing is always very important, but I don't know. In the case of the loop maker, I would say a, a pretty big percentage of it could be done online, really. Cause, and know, online in the sense of like getting the right keywords, germ type. You, you found this guy or this loop because of germ type. Germ he type typed loop. in his loop the right way. You easily, though, could have just kept searching germ in that. You didn't, you know, what made you want to reach out to him? Now I'm actually curious. I liked his loop and but couldn't you just have right? followed him on that page like you know did you think he'd give you the like exclusive like were you trying to like build some like exclusive relationship I was just there, I was or? trying to get him hype you know I was trying to make his day like wow, hey okay. you know you did a germ type loop and I got germ on your song yeah like that's pretty to, to me if I was a loop maker that'd be pretty cool yeah right just like like yo that worked <laughs> that literally that worked well yeah straight up like that happened exactly. Because typically, you, if you were the loop maker, you'd be like, I'm never going to get germ. I just put that as. Yeah, I'm looking for germ fans. Yeah, or artists. rappers that want to be like germ. Yeah. Not actual germ right. or the producer that works with germ. It was great. And then, yeah, as a byproduct, you know, he sends me loops all the time now. And so I got a couple more beats with him. And what's his name? So, his name is Rudy's Beats or Rudis Beats. I'm not sure. He's one of those European kids. Shout out to Rudy's Rudis Beats. However we pronounce it. Sorry for butchering your name. But you, you, some, but you got some hella good germ loops. R-U-D-I-S beats. Give him a follow on Instagram. He doesn't yeah. have enough followers for sure. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So so any final words of wisdom on the topic, right? Any last comments on the beat maker versus producer discussion? The main thing I would say is to everyone out there who makes beats or produces, really find out who you are and where you fit into the equation what you're good at, you know, um, are you just good at making beats? Do you not really like being in the studio with artists? Do you like giving feedback to artists and helping them and and vocal producing? Do you just like making loops? Um, Self-awareness, self-awareness, self-awareness. It's the name of the game. Figure out who you are, what you like to do, what you're good at, and go all in on that because being a producer, there's a million ways to do it now. So figure out, you know, your way of doing it. Basically there's so many ways it's like try everything and then lock in and just go hard on that. Yeah. And, and for me, just to echo that, you know, as once again, the more, the business, you know, mindset behind it, it's exactly the same though. It's be unapologetically you Yes. and brand yourself that way. Make it be known. This is what you do. This is what you're good at. Here is a strategy around, executing being the best that you can at that right if you're the loop maker out there and you want to be the best at making loops figure out your digital strategy how do you pull people in how do you get people searching for your loops and finding your loops i mean rudis clearly i mean i'm assuming there weren't 
thousands and thousands of germ type loops out there. So he picked this niche. I mean, he's still a very successful artist, but like relatively, you know, niche fan base. And he executed on that. Right. So being able to do that digitally, but then also personally networking with the producers. I mean, he could easily go and look up who were the producers on germs last project. You would be one of them. Mm-hmm. He could have found you yep. just as easily. Mm-hmm. And Rudis, if you're listening, I would recommend doing stuff like that, right? Is looking at the track lists and the production credits of your target artist when you're making sounds, if you're a loop maker, for example, or if you're making beats. One more time. One, one, one more time. Big gem. Big gem. Big gem from Big Ben. No, so it, <laughs> it, uh, it seems obvious when you think about it, but not everyone's doing it. No one's doing that. It's, I mean, it's a gem for sure. Literally like they're the, these people's names are out there. You can find them and you can directly email them like, and, and send you're emails every day. You know, you're not totally this person that's ignoring DMS, right? Like you're wanting and willing to respond to people, to collaborate with people that don't have as many followers as you and, 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 and that sort of thing. Right. So, and even if 99% of the people don't hit you back, if one person hits you back, it could change your life. Really? Yeah. And, and I just think that it's, it's so simple when you break it down, people get sometimes overwhelmed by just like, how many loops can I sell? How do I, you know, make more loops? How do I, you know, this, that, and the third. Right. But if you, you strategically think about it and you break down, who am I making this for? How do I find them? And then approaching them, whether it's once again, by just putting out content that can draw them in or whether it's actually reaching out to them, Mm -hmm. to you, your DMs are open, your website's on your link tree, email, you're reachable. Linktree's broken, by the way. We don't mess with Linktree anymore. Well, fuck you, Linktree. We don't want you on the podcast. (laughs) But no, so, so people like you are able to be reached and they are in need of your de- your demand is high for his product i mean his he can be the supply chain that you need to be making the music that you hope to make with people like germ you know what i mean 100%. So germ hates 99 percent of the beats he gets so <laughs> well, shout out germ <laughs> but no i think just to wrap up you know whether you're a beat maker whether you're a producer or whether you're you know a loop maker that we think is you know kind of a sub-genre of beat making right Um, figure out who you want to be and who you are right now, figure out who you're trying to reach as far as your target market, your target audience, right? Who the people you want to make music with are, where they live online and find them. Yep. And I swear it can work. I mean, you're, you're not the only one who found this loop and ended up connecting with the guy, right? There's tons of stories like these, Mm -hmm. but you got to just think about it. And go take the action to make it happen. 100%. Well said. Well, Henry, this has been an amazing conversation, my friend. I'm looking forward to this format. Yeah, it was cool. I love you guests, but sometimes I just want to talk to Henry about (laughs) a certain topic and, you know. Sometimes your guests won't shut up. Yeah. Stop talking. No, but this has been another episode of the One More Time podcast. Like I said, this is a new format for us. One more time. Let us know in the comments what you think of it. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Either way, we're coming back next week, whether whether we have a guest or whether it's just us two. Sorry. So we appreciate it. Tune in. As always, much love. We'll see you next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.